always thought that I was in control. Always thought that I could reach my goal. Now I'm staring at my empty cup. Will the real me please stand up? I'm smashed. Hello there, operator. To try me later Just between me and you I'll feel much better in a day or two Thank you to Mose Ellison Who's smashed And uh we're smashed as far as money goes, so we need you folks to come out and and help us donate. When you go to the website, click on there and give us some some of that paper coated with chlorophyll dollar bill. And this is this is going out to Tina Weymouth and her and her friends over in the Nassau area. Flatback Blasting Mini Radio.fm. Believe in miracles. Way from you, such a thing, such a thing, you. I believe in miracles. Since you came along, you, such a thing.
And you got the power You can be fire 
Bye. 
is a show you have going for you on the muniradio.fm signal so keep keep it going relax and sit back and step inside let's get on with the show we can't hang around here all day now both be And a lot of sourdough The fish was a bite We are gonna have fun Then the big man come Said I'm a game warden Chase me and brother Bill away We take them out of sack And we throw them all back The big man him do say Well you got to have a license Sing a little song and I have a lot of fun Then before I know a whistle blow A big man roll my way He pulling me down I'm a hit to the ground Shaking so cause I have to know The big man him do say Well you got to have a license You got to have a license I asked him why the man replied Step. She don't want to be too gay 
She said, don't I told you a lot of big time But little gal, she did say Well, we got to have a license We got to have a license Ask her why she replied Cause we got to have a Take the stars at night Take your love But that doesn't stop my Was a guy brave and strong A brother to his brother
People stepping on my shoes People bringing me bad news People saying that you only mess around With black skin guys People bringing me down People turning their heads around People saying that I'm only with you Cause your skin is white That's why you and I, we gotta fly so high See the look in their eyes, people giving us bad vibes Brothers saying ain't black-skinned girls good enough for you Getting up times, remember you're white. People saying ain't white skinned guys big enough for you. That's why you and I, we gotta fly so high, get off the ground. That's why you and I, we gotta fly so high. Can't be news alone. We try to make us feel what we feel is wrong. All they see is the color of our skin. Why can't they see the love we're carrying with them?
we have you on the show for? Now, Wendell. You're supposed to pick. Now, Wendell, please. If you can't cut it, just lay out. Well, let's not fight now, because we got work to do here. Well, let's do it. Now, here's a fractured folk song. Butchered by two birds. Yeah, we wrote these lousy lyrics, and we also wrote the words. The chords are very simple. In fact, there's only three. First it's G, then C, and D, and then going back to G. But you gotta be quick. We only have high-class stuff on the
please don't go Oh baby please don't go Oh baby please don't go back to New Orleans because I love you so Turn your lamp down low I'll Turn your lamp down low I'll Turn your lamp down low Because I love you so Baby, please don't go
You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. This is the Flat Black Plastic Show. All this plastic that is flat and black and full of grooves I bought today. All of it was less than $20 for all of it. A lot of little records, a lot of big records. And uh, the Country Bear Jamboree from Disneyland is the big one because I spent a lot of time in there. So here it comes. Please donate money. One mine. Now, here she is. That delightful, delicate, dedicated, and dimpled darling of the Dakotas. The last of the big time swingers. Swinging Teddy Barra. Swing it, Teddy. She comes. Well, there he goes. He hardly knows the heart he's breaking. Lovely, lovely. I talk to him, but I don't think he understood. Sing it down. Oh, just forget about the plans that we were making. find a ladder, I'll be right up.
But I had this one teacher who was the principal of the Harrison School in Vincennes, Indiana. To me, this was the greatest teacher, a real sage of, of my time, anyhow. He had such wisdom. And we were all reciting the Pledge of Allegiance one day. And he walked over with little old teacher, Mr. Laswell was his name. He says, I've been listening to you boys and girls recite the Pledge of Allegiance all semester, and it seems as though it's becoming monotonous. Try to explain to you the meaning of each word. I, me, an individual, a committee of one, pledge, dedicate all of my worldly goods to give without self-pity. Allegiance, my love and my devotion to the flag, our standard, O oh glory, a symbol of freedom. Wherever she waves, there's respect, because your loyalty has given her a dignity that shouts freedom is everybody's job. United, that means that we have all come together. State. Individual communities that have united into 48 great states. 48 individual communities with pride, dignity, and purpose. All divided with imaginary boundaries, yet united to a common purpose. And that's love country. And to the Republic. Republic. State in which sovereign power is invested in representatives chosen by the people to govern. And government is the people. And it's from the people to the leader. Not from the leaders to the people. For which it stands. One nation. One nation. Meaning so blessed by God. Indivisible incapable of being divided with liberty which is freedom the right of power to live one's own life without threats fear or some sort of retaliation and justice the principles or qualities of dealing fairly with us for all for all which means, boys and girls, it is much your country as it is mine. And now, boys and girls, let me hear you recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, individually, with liberty, 
and justice for all. Since I was a small boy, two states have been added to our country, and two words have been added to the place of the
Black Plastic Mutiny Radio dot FM. Yes, I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the one. The one they call the seven sun. I can tell your future it will come to pass. I can do things for you, make your heart feel glad. Look in the sky, predict the rain. I can tell when a woman's got another man. I'm the one. Yes, I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the one. The one they call the seven sun. Sweet. They will even make your little heart skip a beat. I can heal the sick, raise the dead, and make the little girl stalk out of the head. I'm the one. Yes, I'm the one. I'm the one, I'm the one, the one they call themselves a son. I'm the one, I'm the one, the one they call themselves a son.
podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. And welcome to the Weekly Review. I have two guests here who have joined me. Please introduce yourselves. My name is Lenora Lee. And my name is Ian Huynh. Thanks for being here. And there's an upcoming dance performance that we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So you joined us uh, a few months ago. It's hard to keep track of the time these days. Um, and the last performance we saw was just really impactful. It was over on Angel Island. And I just, ugh, I can't say how touching it was it was just really incredible so what were your thoughts about that as an experience for an audience member um and first we should also the full name of the performance was within these walls and we created a sequel named dreams of flight yes it was an immersive multimedia dance performance that was staged at the angel island immigration station on angel island state park yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my first time being to Angel Island, so just being in that in that space in nature that's so close to us felt pretty... Um, it was felt like a lot to be there in that space, and then also to be in the particular environment where folks had lived. I think I could really feel the energy of what had taken place there. Mm-hmm. And so it brought... T- it's difficult to put into words. It felt like I just felt like all these emotions being in this space and then seeing, hearing these stories, hearing people's words shared and interacting with the dancers and having sharing. It just felt there are so many different, it's difficult. Yeah. It's difficult to put into words. It just felt like it was touching on so many senses because it wasn't just visual. It wasn't just audio it was more it was interactive as well and then also spiritual i think to be in the same place that people were before and to not be there at the same time as them and still to witness them in a way That particular immigration station was open between 1910 and 1940. Uh, It burned down, the administration building burned down in 1940, so they moved it to the mainland. But during that time, there were approximately a million immigrants processed at that station, which most people, I think, maybe even from the Bay Area, don't know about. Mm -hmm. And so of those million immigrants, about 170,000 were Chinese. And because there was a Chinese Exclusion Act in place, um, many of the Chinese were held under scrutiny and held there for much longer periods of time. And they were uh, interrogated and basically imprisoned until they can prove their innocence. And maybe Hien was in the piece for uh, both renditions, both Mm -hmm. in 2017 and in 2019. Mm -hmm. And I think he can talk a little bit about um, maybe the the differences between both of those performances, even though we restaged it for this past May, uh, we added a sequel, but there were differences in the actual um, approach to the audience members and the way that we came kind of charged and activated the second time. Um, 
empowered with a lot of information from the first round, but also realizing that you know we had this ability to contribute to this dialogue and uh, what in terms of what's happening in the current current time. Yeah, the the first time we performed it, yeah, we had no idea of of its reach and its profound. Um, impact in that moment so the second time coming around this year performing it we knew what was at stake and we we tried our best to dive deeper into um the those the stories that we were sharing mm -hmm. and um lenora gave me the opportunity to also meet with um the mother of the person who uh, whose character mm. I was based off of, so we had a, a lunch date together, oh. and she shared with us a bit more of of what happened to him after. And so, with all that information in mind, and what it felt to have lunch with her, then to go on to performing the piece the second time around, it was was new. It yeah. was new, and it felt um, deeper. And I think this time we ended on a much more hopeful tone, mm -hmm. um, um, a sense of spaciousness and, and um, allowance um, um, and hope. Yeah. Yeah, Hien played the character of Wang Gongju, and uh, his daughter, Penelope Wang, mm. was able to, during that luncheon, share quite a bit about her father, um, who he was as a person, his character, his accomplishments. Um, she gave some hints as to what his um, detention time could have been like, and how he was a bit of a dreamer, and he was always looking for... Um, that sense of hope and accomplishment and um, working really hard and achieving. So it was exciting to then build the sequel with this knowledge mm -hmm. and then to have certain sequences feature family, old family photos of him and um, the rest of their kin and uh, for he and to be able to embody the, the essence of him mm -hmm. more. Yeah, it, it was quite exciting. And um, just a note on that, this year we received two awards. Oh, so Hien received, you want to just talk about your award? Yeah. <laughs> well, the piece itself from 2017 won um, an Outstanding Production Award from the Isadora Duncan Dance Awards Committee. Mm -hmm. And this was the first, we were the first recipients of it. It's a brand new category. And what it represents is a high level of achievement in all of the categories, whether that's that's choreography, performance, um, visual design, um, text and music. So they felt it was at a high level for all the categories and we're very honored to have received that one. And he and won a special award as well for his performance. Yeah, it was, it was very special to be with um, the whole cast and production there and to feel you know, the, the work being shared and, and recognized on that level and to to see that you know when we can go out and and um share such important stories and 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 feel the community receive it that way and and then to be honored right back it was definitely um a very beautiful evening and um my my mother was in town uh, mm. that week and you know at that time i had no idea I received the nomination, but I had no idea what the results were. So she came to the ceremony too, and then 
when they announced the name, uh, I was able to bring her up on stage and I, it made my life <laughs> to see how happy she was and how, how proud she was. Oh, that's beautiful. Congratulations. You oh, both. yeah. Thank you. Uh, was, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a really touching performance. And you. so you're also here to uh, speak about the new performance that you have coming up the first weekend of November. Yes. Next weekend, November 1st through 3rd, we're performing a brand new piece entitled In the Skin of Her Hands at Dance Mission Theater, which is just a few blocks away from here. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be utilizing the different rooms in Dance Mission. They have a theater as well as two studios. So in the first half of the program, the audience members will get a chance to travel through the different rooms oh, wow. and to take a look at um, the vignettes and scenarios that we've been setting up. Mm-hmm. So for this piece, it's inspired by the experiences of those dealing with cancer, battling cancer, mm-hmm. specifically breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the last two months, I had the opportunity to interview 31 people. Wow. Um, some of them are cancer survivors and some are family members. Mm-hmm. Also uh, an oncologist and two physical therapists. And um, it's been an incredible process. I would have to say that I've learned so much, you know, from people, what people are willing to share mm-hmm. about what they've gone through. And everyone has had very different experiences. Um, some people have had, you know, very harsh physical dealings and um, um, chemotherapy and radiation and others have had a lighter load in dealing with the illness. But regardless, there was just um, so much richness to what they were sharing um, that we're including a lot of the voiceover bits of their stories within the piece. So you'll hear in the sound score, Probably almost everybody, (laughs) pretty much almost everybody in there sharing things. Um, I could talk a little bit about, you know, some commonalities, but also differences between them. And I'd actually, maybe while Hian talks a little bit, I can open up some audio from the interviews and and prepare that for you. So maybe Hian can talk a little bit about the genesis of the project and um, how we created the work so yeah. far. Yeah, I'm curious as to what inspired it. Yeah. Yeah, so um yeah, Lenora uh opened up and shared with us that her her sister Karina was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so this that sort of set the tone of how, you know, important and and how uh, close this work was going to be. And so at that in that realm too, we um, had an opportunity to um, take a workshop with um, aerial dance company Bandaloop, mm-hmm. and so we we trained with them for um, for the beginning of the year, and some of us trained during the summer. So we we learned how to, to essentially fly, <laughs> and um, yeah, just seen how much Lenora took on because she's, you know, they're interviewing over 30 people and hearing yeah. all these different stories and perspectives. And we couldn't, I couldn't even imagine how heavy that could be. You yes, know, I'm just yes. here in, in the dance studio, just hearing the, the stories and narratives play, but I can't even imagine, you know, actually meeting each and every one and, and, you know, being with their stories. So in this sense, this project feels huge, and, and 
how there's just um, so many affected and so yeah. many family members. Is it just everyone is is together on this? Yes. Yeah, and and I very very much look forward to opening day or the whole weekend as well because I could just imagine. You know, the, those that are being interviewed are showing up, their family, their loved ones. So it's just, to me, it's like a, a gathering, a gathering and and just showing up to support and, and fight for this cause. Yeah, it is a, it is something that I think affects every, like, I, I can't, I don't think I know someone who doesn't, hasn't, who doesn't know someone who has been affected by breast cancer. It feels like it's such a, unfortunately, ubiquitous disease that it's yes yeah, it's affected so many people mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah so uh, what you're about to hear uh, is an excerpt of something that we did we performed an excerpt at the Jurassic resident artist program in woodside california last weekend and mm-hmm. so the excerpt that you will hear right now is from a woman named valerie so she's a professor and a filmmaker at san francisco state university and um her thoughts on her experiences with breast cancer okay Well, you know, this is the funny thing about me is that I do a lot of social media. And so I posted it on social media pretty much as soon as I started treatment. And then, I would, and then after a while, I started posting a lot on social media. Like I would post like when I was getting my chemo or like, you know, my various hair or hats or wigs or whatever. And I think people enjoyed sort of following that journey for whatever reason. Um, so for me, it was always very transparent. Uh, I have another friend who's got 